war in Ukraine, COVID, the Biden presidency, and the elections. You are listening to The John DePietro Show. Folks, remember, for all your tree service, well, you want to call Yankee Tree. Call them today, 401 439-6028 439-6028 Yankee Tree Service YankeeTreeService.com What can they do? They do it all Tree trimming Experts based right in Lincoln Tree removal Since 2006 And also 24-7 emergency service available Call Yankee Tree Service today 439-6028 439-6028 Whether it's tree removal Stump grinding Tree pruning emergency service bucket truck service and bobcat service since 2006 they've been performing tree removal service on top of that nothing stumps yankee tree service they provide stump grinding enjoy your landscape without the eyesore as far as pruning well let them get up there oftentimes a tree can be pruned instead of cutting it down at yankee tree service their licensed arbiters help you decide what's best the treatment plan for your tree and maybe it's an emergency service did something come down call them today 439-6028 439-6028 if they have to they get right up there in the bucket yankee tree service since 2006 tree trimming experts give them a call 439-6028 or online at yankeetreeservice.com for listening to the John DePietro Show, folks, it's AM 1380, 99.99. Remember, you can always listen online at the website, DePietro.com. Well, my goodness, the day is finally here. It is Tuesday. It is September 13th, primary day here in the Ocean State. Polls are open. They open at 7 o'clock. They close at 8 o'clock tonight, 8 o'clock tonight plenty of time to get out now it is the primary and i also want to remind people uh if you're an unaffiliated voter i am when you arrive at the polls they will ask you they should ask you do you want a republican ballot or a democrat ballot you gotta you can only vote in one of them we run into this sometimes i i I was getting email yesterday from some people that someone was telling them oh no it's just that it's just the democrat primary no there are some republican races statewide um and so i mean ashley kalis i believe will pull in 95 percent of the vote somewhere in around there maybe 90 percent uh but she does have uh, someone else on the ballot and then pat cordalesa i'll be voting for for secretary of state well actually i am going to vote in the democrat primary and a big question right now i mean this I, you know this was a two-person race this was rhode island governor dan mckee and nelly gorbea Gorbea has kind of faded, although I'm going to stick with, I believe, her strategy all along. Those of you who listen to the program, and again, folks, it's John DePietro. Happy Primary Day. Uh, it is important to go out and vote, uh, especially in the local elections. And then, of course, you have the statewide primaries. But I believe, um, and then a big one to watch is that CD2 Democrat primary where they all really just suddenly imploded, and it's like they're letting Seth Magaziner win. So it will be Alan Fung against seth magaziner but let me say this about um this was a two-person race rhode island governor dan mckee who's trying to get elected governor and nelly gorbea however helena folks she had a very good debate performance one week ago uh on channel 12 she actually had a good night on the channel 10 debate and then the gloves really started to come off then she got the endorsement for the boston globe the providence journal doesn't offer endorsements and then was when dan mckee who could suddenly see her in the view rearview mirror like making a folks they're constantly doing internal polling and they see her numbers are going up and undecideds are breaking for her so that's when dan mckee started to then attack helena folks and then it really escalated over the course of the weekend um where then tom ryan former cbs chairman the mckee people last friday came out with a commercial where they were saying that cvs was pumping drugs into people's homes and that's when then the gloves really came off well helena folks is out with a new commercial today a little bit um it it may be a little too late a lot of people conventional wisdom seems to think if she had a little more time 
she had run a better campaign, if she had stepped things up just a little bit sooner. But we don't know. We don't know. Polls close at 8. I'm not convinced we're going to know who won this evening. But I want to play for you. This is the Helena folks, the last commercial that she's running. Final TV commercial ears today. A little bit late, but maybe it'll have some impact. And it really goes after Rhode Island Governor Dan McKee. Here is the final Helena folks commercial. It's the worst kind of politics. Well, at least he got that right. But it's Dan McKee who's lying. Here's the truth. McKee has the worst job approval of any governor in America. True. Mired in an FBI investigation of a contract awarded to his cronies. True. And McKee refuses to release the subpoena about the scandal served on his administration. True. Dan McKee lies, scandals, and America's worst governor. I'm Helena Bonanno, folks. Let's get big things done for Rhode Island. You know, a very good closing commercial. The question is whether or not she waited too long. We don't know. You know, I also just saw that, um, let's see, Bill Bartholomew caught up with the lieutenant governor on her way to vote. And what, what I'm surprised about this is doesn't even mention the fact um, that you can't have it both ways. I think, let me just play this. This is on Twitter. He's asking her about the fact that Dr. Nicole Alexander Scott is supporting Helena Folks. Listen to this uh, back Hi, and forth. Governor, how are you feeling today on election day? Oh, excited, anxious. Um, it's been a long time. We also just mentioned she won't debate. She did one debate on Channel 12, has been hidden, not debating. She was at the protest, the picket line on Friday, where five people were arrested. I think that's a viable question. The real story here is Dr. Nicole Alexander Scott and also Tom McCarthy, they're supporting Helena Bonanno, folks. They're not supporting Dan McKee. This is the McKee-Matos interview. So here would be my questions. Why did you refuse to debate in these final weeks? You were telling those people to fight on Friday. And then five people fought the Pawtucket police were arrested. Do you regret telling them to fight? Here's a third question. Do you want to disclose the relationship you have with a lobbyist from Central Falls who works for the city of Central Falls? Do you want to, uh, you know, disclose that to the public? Or are you going to wait till the general election when the John DePietro show is going to make sure everyone knows about that? And then also this business of... Dr. Nicole Alexander Scott, you put out a statement supporting her, but she's not supporting you and Dan McKee. Let's hear how he does the interview. I work, working all this month to get to this day, and just trusting that God has the last word. There's been some. Yesterday, you put out a statement about director, former director of health, Nicole Alexander Scott, Dr. Alexander Scott, on the day that she endorsed Helena Bonanno, folks. There's been some talk radio level chatter on this what do you make of that do you feel like there's a divide between you and the governor on this or is it just you're supporting the the former health director on principle Uh, i I don't know about talk radio chatter it was actually broken by the print media that's number one number two the divide is dr scott is not endorsing your ticket she's endorsing another ticket that's the way the question should be framed what is frightening is they actually let this individual host the debate and then they wonder why no one talked about the debate i mean the place this is pork boy's producer again it's on twitter i'm giving him credit but the level the type of questioning but would no the question is why do you think helena um dr nicole alexander scott and tom mccarthy why do you think they were endorsing helena folks and not the mckee matos campaign ticket in, um i think what happens yesterday, I responded to an, um, an inquiry that I got from a media, and I believe it just was blown out of proportion. I have been from a very media. clear that I support the governor. The governor and I have been 100% working in collaboration in the people of the state of Rhode Island like that. There is no doubt. If he's considered America's worst governor, and you're his lieutenant governor, technically, doesn't that make you this, the country's worst lieutenant governor? with supporting the governor and supporting the doctor. 
Yeah, but she's not supporting you. She's supporting Helena Folks. Do we need a translator here, or is it just the way it was a poorly worded question? own person, there's been this uh, notion that you're running with the governor, but do you see yourself? No, she has been running with the governor. They're inseparable. He always has her with him. He runs her office, her own person. They, they watch her debate on Channel 12 and then told her no more debates. Whether you support him or not, do you see yourself as your own individual human being that has your own individual thoughts? I mean, you, Do you see yourself as your own individual human being? Boy, there's a question. Do you see yourself? No, I see myself. Is this a takeoff on the cat? What kind of do you see yourself as your own individual human being? Listen, he selected her. He selected her to try to uh, attract and get the Latino vote in Providence, Pawtucket, and Central Falls. <laughs> do you see yourself as a human being? Not part of necessarily a programmatic team. Is that what I'm hearing? Well, the state of Rhode Island doesn't have right now the governor, lieutenant governor running as a ticket. There's two different offices. Excuse me. We, you see... They put out the McKee-Matos administration. That's not our imagination. No one created that. We know what the state of Rhode Island has, Lieutenant Governor. But I've seen press releases. They say McKee-Matos administration. So, you, you know, don't be cute about it. I don't know if some people created I like that question. Do you view yourself as a human? Running for separate offices. But him and I have been good partners, have worked, worked together. I support him. He has been a big supporter. And so there's no chose doubt there. So there's no question about where my loyalty is and where my support is. I support him in, in, uh, in this race. There's no question about that. Me making a statement in answer to a comment that I got from the media, this has nothing to do uh, with anything else than just that. I just Let me go back to, do you view yourself as a human? That's an interesting question. Media, and I believe it just was blown out of proportion. I have been very clear that I support the governor. The governor and I have been 100%. Listen, here's the question. Why do you think Dr. Nicole Alexander-Scott, why do you think the Boston Globe, why do you think Tom McCarthy worked to the administration? Why do you think they're not supporting you and McKee? That's the question. I'm working in collaboration in the people of the state of Rhode Island likes that. There is no doubt on, on who I'm supporting. Um, I, but I, I, I don't think there's any issues with supporting the governor and supporting the doctor. There's not a, for me, that's not... Well, you, you can't have both ways. That and, and again, the question wasn't asked properly. I'll say that. So she's allowed to wiggle out of this. You're your own person. There's been this uh, notion that you're running with the governor, but do you see yourself, you know... Whether you support him or not, do you see yourself as your own individual human being that has your own individual thoughts? I mean, you're not. Do you see yourself as a human being with individual thoughts? What is this, the Frankenstein film? Wait, what, what is this? What kind of question is this? What's comical, folks? So this is Pork Boys producer. WPRO allowed this guy to do the debate. Allowed. This is who they allowed to do the debates. No wonder they were unmemorable. Do you consider yourself a human being with your own thoughts? <laughs> what is someone going to say to that? You always have to, you know, then step back. What's a possible answer for the question? Clearly, he doesn't go through that exercise. No, I don't review. I don't regard myself as a human with my own thoughts. <laughs> Whenever you ask a question, before you ask it, let me give him a little tip. You have to think out what would be possible responses. And so when you're asking that, it's like, what, what do you, this is like, you know, do you still, do you still use hard drugs, right? I mean, no. Oh, so when did you stop using them? When did you stop using hard drugs? That would be like, what, what, do you consider yourself a human with your own thoughts? But I, I, I don't think there's any issues with supporting the governor and supporting the doctor. You're your own person. There's been this uh, notion that you're running with the governor, but do you see yourself, you know, whether you support him or not, do you see yourself as your own individual human being that has your own individual thoughts? I mean, you're not <laughs> part of necessarily a 
programmatic team. Is that what I'm hearing? Oh my god. Alright, let me let me actually see if he has any of the more of these gems. There you go, folks. That that's who they got. They brought out the brought out the big guns. Oh my goodness, folks. No wonder our program continues to be so popular when this is what else is out there. Do you consider yourself a human? I like these people. Don't let a little rain stop you from voting. Uh, Rongo. No, no, no. Rain hurts turnout. Why do you think McKee... That was a, a dry run-through on Labor Day. McKee's testing this out. He doesn't want anyone voting. That's why then uh, they're, they're letting the roads flood to keep turnout down. All right, this is... I want to play again. This is the Helena folks' final final commercial here. False attacks. It's the worst kind of politics. It starts with Governor McKee, his voice, and his commercial where he says, lies and attacks are the worst kind of politics. At least he got that right. But it's Dan McKee who's lying. Here's the truth. McKee has the worst job approval of True. any governor in America. FBI. He hired in an FBI investigation of a contract awarded to his cronies. And McKee refuses to release the subpoena about the scandal served on his administration. Dan McKee, lies, scandals, and America's worst governor. Wow. I'm Helena Bonanno, folks. Let's get big things done for Rhode Island. Well, we're going to find out. We're going to find out in 12 hours, we may know. All right, folks, it's primary day. It's the John DePietro Show. We're going to uh, obviously tell you everything that's going on. Now, this rain is going to be subsiding, by the way. Uh, but I, it does affect turnout. For people that are like, ah, forget it. I'm not going out in this rain. I don't want to have to walk. Never mind if somebody has to walk in the rain. It does. I know people are supposed to say it shouldn't, but, well, it does. So, but right now, the rain that I'm seeing right now, it is going to stop into the early afternoon, and then it'll continue a little bit into the night. So, but it is primary day. You're listening to The John DePietro Show. The next time you have an emergency, head straight to AtMed Urgent Care. Two locations, 1524 Atwood Avenue, Suite 122 in Johnston, or East Greenwich 5750 Post Road. AtMed Urgent Care. Urgent health care facility providing comprehensive outpatient health care to individuals, families, specializing in ambulatory medicine, diagnostic treatment service, AtMed Urgent Care. They provide immunization, school, sports physicals. They're a cost-efficient health care alternative to hospital-based emergencies. They're open seven days a week, walk-in routine urgent care, minor surgical, orthopedic and trauma, work-related injuries, physical exams, drug testing, full laboratory services, and with AtMed Urgent Care, they offer mononuclear antibody infusions. You, someone in your family suffering from COVID, you want to go straight to AtMed Urgent Care. Two locations, Johnston, 1524 Atwood Avenue, Suite 122, or East Greenwich, 5750 Post Road, online at atmedurgentcare.net. Folks, you are listening to the John DePietro Show weekdays. We start at 11. We go until 2. It's AM 1380, 99.9 FM. You can always listen online at the website, DePietro.com. Joining right now is one of my siblings. She is an independent columnist, opinion maker. It is Donna Perry. And DJ, I want to start off, uh, obviously, uh, the death really seen around the world. The coverage is uh, incredible. And also, I mean, this is... This is still just in the beginning here, 10 days of mourning. But um, what an incredible, impactful life, and that is the death of the Queen. Yes, and, and good to be with you, J.D. Uh, you know, when we got the news last week, um, I think like a lot of people, I, I felt really for any adult American of, of any adult age, John, the, the Queen was just like as constant as... You know, there's like there's God and there was Queen Elizabeth, you know, just always sort of there in our understanding of of um, the royal family. Um, and so her amazing 70 years on the throne uh, really is obviously, as many people have already commented, I mean, it's just, you know, unrivaled at all, um, I believe, of any monarch in the world. So, you know, she really though I think her passing, the, the amazing response that we're seeing is because, uh, and some of the scenes we just saw in recent days, like in Scotland, you know that the people feel they are 
seeing the passing of history right before them. Um, And they want to be part of it. And there's, you know, Queen Elizabeth, J.D., she you, you have to say how she rose above not only all the decades, really, of most of the meaningful uh, episodes of the 20th century. I mean, you know, um, Winston Churchill was her, you know, friend, prime minister uh, at her wedding. Um, but she brought, I think, as her own family, let's face it, and her adult children who, be, who were really obviously people of the modern era and they had their failings and indiscretions and the divorces and all the problems. Um, something about her, J.D., she was just at the center of it, at least in the public face we saw, calm, steady, uh, and, and, you know, I would say she was generally would have had to have been forgiving, you know, and I think that's um, just a trait. Then you hear that from those who would have encountered her and how she just kept, kept on. So, I mean, her passing is extraordinary. And I think it just also, um, it seems like it's so personally meaningful for, for any British people, the Scottish, the Irish, you know, that has just been at the center. I think it's the core of how they feel that they are of the world, you know, that, that the queen and the monarchy, and especially the way she conducted herself. It'll also be interesting, uh, Donna Perry, with now, you know, again, this goes on for quite some time. Uh, the 10 yeah. days of, of mourning, the funeral will be, you know, we just, you don't see things like this will be carried worldwide. Yeah. Uh, not only the current U.S. president, former U.S. presidents travel over. So it is one of those times that it's, they are our, you know, most important ally. And it, it, it is a kind of a defining time also for, for Britain, as we're seeing with everything that's going on over there. Now, closer to home, Rhode Island's having primary day yes. on this day, <laughs> September 13th. However, we're already starting to see what's going on in, in Massachusetts. And now the general election is, is uh, set. And we're getting a sense of exactly, especially this race for governor, that this this may be, it's not, I don't think it's going to be the blowout that initially some people thought it was going to be. Right. Um, I don't think it's the slam dunk that, no. you know, the the general view would be of, of Maura Healy. And there's a couple of things about that, J.D. Um, it was a recent uh, Seven News uh uh, Suffolk, excuse me, Emerson College in Suffolk, they do these joint polls. And what they came out with last week was very curious. Now, this is coming right off the heels of Healy. You know, really was no contest in the primary. Okay. Uh, and Jeff Deal obviously did prevail. So it is now them head to head. And what it is showing is that Healy is not doing well with the unaffiliated, which is the, an independent voter. Um, and I think it was kind of surprising to a lot of people. Deal is actually slightly leading among wow. that segment of voters, right? He's leading um, 45 to 38%. Now, that was just a quick snapshot in the days after the primary. Some would say, well, people haven't really settled in. Um, but I, I do think um, that they were also part of that poll is is showing that It's kind of curious that Healy, of course, although as the, you know, this big dominant incumbent Democrat in Massachusetts, she's ahead of him. The poll had it at uh, 52 to 34 percent, like the head to head. But, J.D., that's an 18 point margin for someone who has been in the spotlight, a major Democrat, right, or or hands on all these constituencies. It's, It's narrower than, as I understand it, that a poll they took in a, um, in a matchup head to head earlier in the summer. So, you know, what does that say? And I think, um, Joe, uh, Bettenfeld in the, in the Herald, he had some good comments in his column and, and he pointed out that the prescription for a Charlie Baker as a Republican to have won two terms in Massachusetts was that his campaign was very savvy at going and capturing that independent voter block. That's, That's really right. how Baker won, John. Let's yes. be honest. Of yes. course you have way more registered Democrats in, in Massachusetts. 
So um, I just think it's interesting. It's not too early, right? These are late-breaking primaries. I mean, what do we have, eight weeks? Um, And I think Deal's campaign and what the chance they would have is to just paint her, and I believe this kind of sells okay with someone of her profile, as just really captive of the far-left progressives. And it was also noted, John, that once you get out of it's it's hard in in some of these states when you have such a dominant city like Boston. But once you get out in wider Massachusetts, this is not a mayoral race, right? This is a governor's race. So you have to win in Western Mass, and or you got to win in Northern Mass, right? You got to win in some of beleaguered parts of you know the different counties. And I just think it's showing what he talked about in that column is that if Deal can keep painting her is just the progressives uh, that she will end up raising taxes. And it's notable that she has ad, she repeatedly keeps saying she will lower taxes, but that's not what she's talked about in the past. Um, And Massachusetts, as we know, one of the most expensive, difficult states economically to live in, J.D. People are very sensitive to costs. She's already come right out of the gate. She's talked about the millionaire's tax, um, it's a very high earning state. Well, people are going to be paying attention to her saying that. So I'm, I'm not saying obviously her playbook, JD is, I'll just simply wrap it up with, you know, her playbook is he's attached to Trump and that was right, right out of the gate. And she said, that's not what, you know, we're about here, but deal served in the legislature. And I think if they run a smart campaign and I think they have that kind of ability, um, you know, he could paint her as just not right in the governor's chair yep. to take the state forward. So it, it was curious that he is slightly leading among independent voters. And I think that's their roadmap. Uh, he also, you know, I always, you, if you pay attention, you can learn by running. And he, you know, he did run against Elizabeth Warren. So yep. I, I, you, you become a better candidate, better sense of the race. Um, I, I like Jeff a lot and we're going to have him on the program quite a bit, but I, I, I think this is going to be much of a, much more closer race than people think. Folks, a quick break, much more ahead. Donna Perry right here on the John DePietro show. J Perry paving folks. You can depend on J Perry paving. They provide high quality fair pricing, exceptional service over 20 years experience, specializing in commercial paving, residential paving, seal coating patios and much more call them today for a free quote 401-732-1730 j perry paving they are tremendous they also how about this once a month they provide a free paved driveway to a veteran and remember whether it's a brand new paving project or just a cracked driveway that needs to be refreshed call j perry paving for a free quote it makes a huge difference in your property in your home in your driveway or patio 401-732-1730 j perry paving 401-732-1730 you can also find them on facebook they're terrific hey get that driveway paved call and book an appointment now 401-732-1730 for j perry paving we're speaking with independent columnist, opinion maker Donna Perry. DJ, meanwhile, New Hampshire also has some interesting races that are that are yeah. uh, matching up right now. Right. And they are also this uh, later schedule, their, their primaries, you know, right now, uh, this Tuesday. So, you know, what's going on is uh, early on the uh, National Republican Party, they, they see Maggie Hassan as vulnerable. She has had the one term. She didn't get in at a high margin, John. Yeah. So, and, you know, New Hampshire, obviously, you, you have strength of the Republican Party, and they wanted that as a pickup. They were disappointed when Chris Sununu, very popular Republican governor, um, he decided not to go for the race. And I really think they were very disappointed in that. He's going for his own governor reelection. But that being said, um, so, you know, the opposition on the Republican side has been a case where this former army general Bullduck, who people yeah. feel is very conservative. Well, uh, Trump, and yep. he's also, you know, conspiracy. He's a, he's Trump yeah. won 2020. 
Yeah. Uh, Anti-China. He he's he's a difficult one to he's have a little, in the race. He's a little bit out there. So that's yeah. been the problem. And that was actually again where we have seen the Democrats meddling in the races. They have, I believe, run ads or they've taken out ads for him. So they, yeah. they feel Hassan, who again is not the strongest Democrat candidate, they feel okay, she can just topple him. Um, now we'll see how it's playing out. If he's really getting all the voters out, I know that the guy, Chuck Morse is, um, the guy that Sununu wants, um, you know, he's been in the, I believe he was the state, um, Senate president. Um, and he's a strong Republican, but he kind of got overshadowed or at least in the primary. Now, John, you and I know that there can be a lot of coverage when there is these situations and they think, oh, Bullduck, he's kind of like a nut. I don't know. But Morse is a, you know, established, longtime serving guy in the legislature. You and I know that those kind of people, what matters is the ground game, though, right. who, can, who can get your voters out. So I think it's one to watch if Morse pulls an upset. That's a new ball game. Um, and I think the Republicans feel they could they could have a good chance to topple Hassan with the right kind of Republican. And that's why the Democrats were afraid of that guy. Because like her, as you and I know, at this point, every seat, a pickup is going to matter. And you could that's almost right. change the U.S. Senate. Yep. So they're keeping an eye on that one. And the only other thing going on in New Hampshire that is curious were there's four congressional seats, used to be always Republican. They've gone Democrat. Um, but ironically, it is the wife of uh, your your friend Brown, very popular, yes. you know, former senator ambassador, um, and they Gail Gail, Gail right, who was a, a like a Boston uh, news anchor, etc. Popular, and she's really making a run for it, and they feel that she's in a crowded uh, Republican field, but they think if she emerges, that she could uh, topple. Um, the sitting uh, seat, and I think that's in um, Congressional District 1. So, the, you know, they're keeping an eye on that. And again, J.D., with what has been going on, every seat for the U.S. House matters. So they would see that as a, uh, you know, net gain for the Republicans. So they're keeping an eye up there. Now, T.J., in, in talking about that, um, it is hard. It, it's hard to believe that where the Republican Party was, we're talking about the midterms, just yeah. a couple months ago, but very significant between, well, get your thoughts on it. But I think between obviously the ruling of the Supreme Court that has, you know, motivated a base and it's a defining issue for a lot of voters, certainly a lot of female voters. But on top of that, you know, let's call it what it is. President Trump has dominated the headlines since last month, since August, since that raid. Yep. Him staying in the headlines. Um it, it, it's incredible right now that obviously the Senate's in play, but this, at one point, you know, I went and saw when Kevin McCarthy was in Rhode Island, they talked about maybe 25, 30 seats. Now it seems like a struggle and a battle to just to maybe hold on to the House. This is, it, it is really remarkable what's happened just in the past 30 to 60 days. Yeah, it, it really is. And I do feel it just comes back to Trump. And and yeah. so what that does is it allows the media to do this relentless 24-7 coverage. Um, you know, when his name is floated around and then it's first of all, there's obviously there's massive disagreement within the Republican Party if they should stay attached to him. Um, and it's and it does depress the vote for the, you know, solid or moderate Republicans who are really trying to win these seats. And they don't want to get stuck talking about, you know, those kind of issues. Um, I do think in recent days, the situation with the Queen, John, is taking him off the headlines. Yeah. For, and that's going to run through next week. Yeah. Um, and I just say that as just an observation of the way, you know, the media coverage rolls along. So I think that's you know, helpful. And hopefully I would encourage Republicans, you know, take advantage of this time, um, with all due respect, the Queen's coverage and, you know, get your messages out there. Um, but you're right. Like, I think it is, well, it's a reversal of fortune, but I will point out um, New York Times did some coverage recent days saying that they wonder that Democrats should a little bit hold the celebration because they they're questioning about the polling and the accuracy of it. 
yep. that that shows, um, you know, the Democrats, oh, they're running away suddenly with these races. And I think what it pointed out is that there's really been a shift of who is actually reached with the polling. Very important right. point. Good point. Uh, you know, and that there are a lot of Republican voters who really feel very turned off. They feel yep. the system in general you know, is stacked against them and they may not talk to a pollster. Sure. So, um, and I thought that was an important coverage and reporting note because it's just like, it's just really hard to know of the accuracy of where this is shaken out on the ground. And, and obviously we're going to know in these other, you know, races now primaries are shaking up, but I thought that was an important caution light that if the Democrats are truly, you know, running away with it. And JD, I will just one quick thing about, you know, despite people thinking, oh, Biden's had a comeback, you know, Maggie Hassan has never wanted him to campaign for her. She criticizes him on the trail. Now, what does that tell you? And she's also talked about immigration, that they have done a bad job, you know, uh, you know, certainly we all know that toughening up and strengthening the border. So, you know, I think the idea, and I use that term, what's happening really on the ground and not just the way you're getting, you know, the broad sweep coverage of the media. You know, he Biden, you know, he might have had a little uptick in inflation. Maybe he's under control a little bit. But I don't know that people see that. I don't see that. No. So, uh, Folks, quick break. Much more ahead. Donna Perry right here on the John DePietro Show. Remain healthy. Stop it and see Marie at It's My Health. 1099 Menden Road in Cumberland. You can also look for her on Facebook, but call her 401-305-3585. You know the building. It's that historic white church diagonally across from Davenport Restaurant. It's my health. What do you find inside? Well, first of all, great service, great selection, vitamins, herbal remedies from trusted companies, local products like ICE, honey, maple syrup, beef fresh gum, over 250 bulk herbs, teas, and spices, plus hemp and CBD products, natural skin care. It's my health. Pop in and see Marie. 1099 Menden Road in Cumberland. There's things for your pets. There's things for your children. There's things for your health. Stay healthy at It's My Health. 1099 Menden Road in Cumberland. Again, call Marie, 401 305 3585 diagonally across from Davenport Restaurant. We're speaking with an independent columnist, opinion maker that's Donna Perry. DJ, I want to get your thoughts on uh, Meet the Press, which, by the way, is, I, I thought, I think in the past, it's it's done much, much better. Uh, you know, maybe the, this week with Stephanopoulos has made gains. I think it's just better put together. They have better yep. people on. Chuck Todd, I, I don't know who's making the decisions there, but little things like, you know, on Labor Day, <laughs> Uh, instead of doing a normal show, they did, you know, you and I would know this is pre-recorded in the can yeah. of uh, let's look at gun violence in the country or policing or that, that's right. <laughs> there's a lot going on to obviously, you know, they wanted to do it so that they could go off to Martha's Vineyard and they're talking for the weekend. But um, right, when President right. Harris sat down for, you know, mm. they touted it as a big interview. It certainly didn't get any ratings or anything, but you know, I haven't seen her, interviewed in that type of style it it is i it, it is remarkable she is another one has not gotten any better everything is these rehearsed lines maybe she is just yep. so frightened by the biden people but every answer there's nothing genuine there it all comes out to joe biden has made it very clear and then you know fill in the blank with whatever answer she's saying but i want to hear your thought on that's, that should be pretty significant. I, I think that's one of those things. The more the people see her and notice they've really kept her under wraps lately because there were so many flubs. But, boy, Vice President Harris, that is that is not it is it is frightening to believe that this person is and Joe Biden, the condition, President Biden, the condition he's in in the age is uh, a heartbeat away from the Oval Office. But th- there's just there's nothing Well, I want to hear your thoughts on that. I was very, very unimpressed. Uh, Ditto right on that. Um, And, you know, J.D., I've often noted about her. She really only has like sort of like a a two playbook of how 
she responds in any questioning. I mean, she's, there's either this odd, arrogant, she kind of is, has this in-your-face arrogant thing and she does this head nodding like, yeah. you know, I'm telling you this, or the, the condescending laugh. Now, right. they, they clearly worked with her, so she yeah. didn't have a bunch of laughing outbursts. But it, to the comments, you know, uh, on the interview, I mean, the hypocrisy in everything she was saying, John, it's laughable. I it mean, is. she, you know, they have taught her, as you say, these lines and, and you know, they, they're just on this thing of we're defending, I'm worried about our democracy. And she's, you know, they're talking about the Constitution and and then in the same breath, first of all, she takes pot shots at the Supreme Court, but she's supposed to be, you know, misdefending the Constitution, which and that's all of the top Democrats, John. They they get away with all these hypocritical positions. Right. Um, and then they she's just following Biden's talking points, which I think this is shameful. A president of the United States and a vice president, you know, they're they're trying to equate in this and it's so obvious they're very they're hardly disguising they're trying to get the public to think republicans are fascists republicans are violent people like this is all built into this language they've chosen um and i think when they question when he talked to her about trump you know what's going on there i mean i think they're kind of almost using interviews kind of like the old finger in the wind john i i think they're sort of test marketing Yes. Like, you know, it's very intentional that she gave this kind of meandering, but um, like sort of if they brought criminal charges against Trump, what what should happen? And I think they're this sort of test marketing. What would be the public's reaction? Yes. And so they, they let her and different figures. Uh, they don't seem to want Biden to exactly talk about it, but they let her kind of dribble that out. And, you know, they're like using her as a surrogate on that in that kind of a setting. I think she just she doesn't come across. I mean, you can have great. It, intellect it's not a and, conversation. No, you know, between the two. Of them. And one thing about Chuck Todd, I mean, he's not terrible. I'm just saying that whoever the, the I think the, the the direction of the show, I don't like the whole data loan update. I mean, the panels can still be good. But, you know, at one point he he asked her. And again, folks, we're smooth with Donna Perry. This was the Harris, uh, Vice President Harris interview on, on Meet the Press. They tattered as a big exclusive. I actually found it kind of torturous to try to make it through the whole thing. But because <laughs> right. it's not an interview. It's no. she's then literally pausing several seconds and then, you know, pivoting into the answer that's rehearsed that she's supposed to give in a situation like that. But yeah. when he asked her, a certain percentage of Republicans still feel the 2020 it's not wasn't legitimate and she said when when i go around the country the people i'm talking to and started to go into you know the rehearsed answer of they're worried about this or that and then chuck todd said but are you talking to republicans and it it caught her off guard because you realize in in her circles she's supposed to be right. the vice president of all the people right the fact of the matter is not they she does it they don't talk to republicans no they're whole mantra right now is as you said it's you demonize it's like these people we don't talk to we don't acknowledge she's not going out and meeting americans she's going out and just talking with democrats right right and they seemingly have no intention of changing that and that you know that biden philadelphia speech where he's got the red lights and he's screaming and gesturing (laughs) That is, that is just the new direction that they that they have taken. So I just think when they talk about the polarization, you got to look at both sides. She's not sitting down with maybe some Republican business owners and trying to even Correct. Right. bridge the gap. No, and you're right. Like for she's so awkward. I yeah. don't even know if that's the word, but she's just not John. She's just not good at this. I no. mean. She wouldn't be like a, a governor, you know, like where no. she doesn't even have the skills of of something like that. Um, and they just put her with what would obviously, to your point, be like completely um, adoring, you yes. know, crowds or, you know, these circles of women and who would be like, oh, wow, you know, Kamala and all that. Like, I, I'm, I'm sure that's who she's put in front of. So she yeah. has she was you're right, very thrown. By a question like that, I mean, that's about half the country are people who 
right. uh, have every right to be a registered Republican um, and, you know, believe in, in a lot of really good policy. And I've always been a registered Republican. I'm offended. I'm, I'm not a terrorist. And, you know, like, I mean, it just I they can claim that they're like Biden and they keep, you know, so they get caught in this and they're saying we were saying MAGA Republicans. I'm, John, everyone doesn't know what, what the heck you're talking no, about. I'm sorry. Right. It's very intentional. Yeah. Um, it's all political. Um, you know, and by the way, if I may, I don't know if you want to tiptoe into his speech in Boston Monday. Yes. Yes. You know, it, it was so odd. It's supposed to be OK. The, the, of course, the idea that, you know, the research on cancer and, and can we get, you know, could you actually say a cure for cancer? Um, which began in this whole thing of the moonshot that began when he was a VP. They were trying to compare it to Kennedy's get, get a man to the moon. And okay. So can, curing cancer would be the next moonshot. So they began it back that, you know, several years ago. So it was to me, if you want to really drive this point home, he could have had the event. Why not at the Dana Farber cancer Institute in Boston, right. you know, yes. the leading one of the leading, cancer research hospitals in the world, right. um, you know, okay, they go to the Kennedy uh, Library, which allows it to be a complete sort of, you know, John genuflection, Massachusetts Democrat, yeah. who's who thing. Let's be honest, it turns into a whole political thing. Yep. Caroline Kennedy, who I do think is very gracious. Yeah. Um, he's lucky she's there and he, he mangled um, the name of the woman who oh. is actually leading the National Cancer Institute. Yeah. Uh, this brilliant woman, message. Um, now her name escapes me, but I'm not the one giving the speech. But, Understood. Right. But that being said, once again, like I think you you've touched on this, John. Like he only has he's not a good to say he's not a good public speaker is an understatement. Oh, and wow. you know, in this kind of a speech. Where I you were trying to be inspirational would yeah. be the tone I would think you're going for. He always comes across like one tone. He's like yelling at his yeah. audience, yeah. <laughs> like you say, like an old man, and he's yeah. like indignant and saying yeah. things like, like you're trying to be inspirational to say America has the leading medical research expertise. We could do this. Like instead of that kind of a tone, he's like pounding the podium like it just and he's dropping you know, it was, names it was, it wrong was the and... same thing about you know infrastructure and the airports and the right top 30 airports 25 in the, in the world and not even in the united states but he comes off like he's you know like that's his he's yelling in the conference room or he's yelling in the locker room or you know he's he's yelling upstairs to the kids that aren't out of bed yet. Like I right. want some work done around here. So right. he just has his speeds. It's either the whisper or then it's the mangling of the names. And yeah. And Donna Perry, that leads us into, you know, as much as they, they're trying to galvanize this whole business of that, you know, he is the one for 2024. And then she was asked about that Harrison meet the press. And first it sounded like she said, I will probably run along with him. And Chuck Todd asked her and she said, no, I, I said proudly, but it, um, <laughs> yeah, she was I mean, close. She it twice. Like, did you say you'd probably run with him? Um, right. But it is, I, I think it is the emperor with no clothes. I, I think, you know, the regular average person sees him, sees everything we're seeing, but it is something yes. about the polling in an MSNBC and morning Joe and the rest they're so rooting to try to be that he's, you know, back in the momentum. He's barnstorming the country. Was a, you know, that that was the quote they used that he went to Boston. Yeah, from D.C. to Boston. John. The one is barnstorming the country, crying out loud. <laughs> well, he hardly. goes up and down. I mean, let's be honest. Or he goes to Pennsylvania four times yeah. in a week, which you yeah, could drive right. to. Right, you could. No, they. I think there's no question about them flying him. Um, now I would assume he'll be resting all week because they're going to fly him to London. Out of him. Well, they're going to fly him to London for the funeral. Right. Yeah, that'll be a whole other. So thing. there you go, and and you know they just um, just keep like I agree with you though, John. It, it they're doing these events. They're just a quick splash. This is to for their uh, envisioning, meaning his people. I don't know if the whole DNC is on board, but. 
So they're going to say, you know, he's working on the cure for cancer. And he, you know, they're, John, they're just rounding up these they things are. to make commercials. Yes. Um, and that's so he gets that day there. And, and I think he's partly that's probably the yelling because he's like right. pounding the podium because he thinks they're going to use it for a commercial. He has to sure. look. Look, whatever they think that makes him whatever look. Whatever they think that's powerful. <laughs> you don't even see anyone acting that way in corporate America anymore. At least they're not supposed to. Right. And Donna Perry, two years from now, if in fact he does run, picture that act on a presidential debate stage. And who knows? Oh. Who, that's two years from now. I don't right. think you could get through it now, let alone two years from right. now. And the mangling right. of the words of he, whatever <laughs> it is, what it, the whole thing of you, you have to think twice of, did he just say, the United States of America, or it's like, oh, right. Holy cow. It's it just is like mess. he swallowed the word. Yeah. He does. Folks, again, she is independent columnist and opinion maker, Donna Perry. DJ, great job as always. We'll see what happens in the primaries and we'll talk to you again. You bet. The Coesed Inn, 226 Coesed Avenue in West Warwick, Rhode Island tradition since 1977. Delicious food, great atmosphere, whether it's lunch or dinner. Or drinks in the lounge. They can also accommodate large groups. A great meal, a feast, is waiting for you at the Coesed Inn. Stop it and see them all year round. 226 Coesed Avenue in West Warwick. They're waiting for you at the Coesed Inn. To the John DePietro Show, it's AM 1380, 99.9 FM. You can always listen online at our website, dePietro.com. Remember, weekdays, 11 to 2 but visit the website depetro.com that's the best way to reach me there's a direct link contact john we also have all our sponsors right there we have unique original reporting stories videos also all our links to social media whether it's facebook when we do facebook live or youtube or twitter it's all right there at the website depetro.com and then remember once you're there you can also visit the shop we have great gifts that you can get. It's a happening. All links to the show. Plus, if you ever miss any part of the show, it's all right there under radio show right there. Folks, it all starts by logging on at depetro.com. And on the left-hand side, you can always listen live. Again, all our links, everything begins and ends right there at the website depetro.com. Propane Plus in Rhode Island for all your propane needs. Call them 401 401- 885-4209 in Massachusetts you can reach them at 508-252-3359 propane heating and cooling it's propane plus their team's been there three generations they're available 24 7 for service and delivery and they plan on serving you for a long time to come they offer online billing ability to schedule a service delivery at the click of a button and remember all customers receive a free safety inspection on their equipment it's propane plus and remember with propane it's affordable sustainable equitable good for the environment and now it's renewable call propane plus today at 401-885-4209 in massachusetts call them at 508-252-3359 they're very easy to navigate website it's propaneplus.com propane plus call them 401-885-4209 